The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Today's show presented by Window Nation. If you've noticed your energy costs are on the rise, uh, you're right. In D.C., they're up 25% compared to last year, and Window Nation wants to help you out. They want to lower your energy bills, give you new windows, and have you pay nothing for the first two years. Right now, they're offering two free windows with every two you buy with no money down, no payments, and 0% financing for 24 months. So for two years, new windows, you'll pay nothing. And when you start paying in 2025, you'll be paying half price. Call them at 866-90-NATION. Go online at windownation.com. Mention my name, Kevin Sheehan. You'll get a free estimate, so there's nothing to risk. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. So I mentioned on Friday that I'm away for a few days. I recorded two interviews on Thursday, the first of which you heard on Friday. If you didn't listen to it, Walt Williams was great. Yeah, we talked some Maryland basketball, uh, but we really talked about Walt Williams. He's a legendary basketball figure in this town and certainly a major figure in the history of Maryland basketball. So we talked a lot about the time he spent at Maryland, his ACC records, including the incredible eight-game streak of 30-plus point games. Uh, Incredible. Um, His decision to stay at Maryland when the program was hit with major probation. Uh, If you missed that, go back and listen uh, to the Friday show with Walt Williams. Uh, The recorded interview from Thursday that I'm airing today is with Pat Behan. Pat is the head basketball coach over at St. John's. Uh, St. John's a part of the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, the WCAC, which I've referenced and talked about many times over the years on this show and on the radio show as well. It has been and is still today the best boys high school basketball conference in the country. There's no debate about that. DeMatha you know, has led the way uh, for 50-plus years now. Gonzaga, St. John's. Paul the Sixth, O'Connell, 
Carroll, uh, good counsel. It's a hell of a football conference as well. You go back in the day, we can talk about Mackin and JoJo Hunter and Austin Carr before him. Uh, it's just produced uh, as many college basketball players and future pro players as any high school league in the country. And the battles and the rivalries and the, the traditions of all of the schools in the league have made for quite the show um, for many of us who are uh, D.C. natives and, and basketball fans for a long period of time. And last Monday night, and I talked about this on the show last week, uh, St. John's beat Paul the Sixth in the boys' basketball final. By the way, the St. John's girls also beat Paul the Sixth in the girls' final. Uh, but the matchup between St. John's and PVI last Monday night was a matchup of the number three team in the country, PVI, and the number 11 team in the country, St. John's. Okay, in the country, not the area. Uh, PVI was the number one team in the area. Uh, St. John's, I think, was number two or number three. Um, St. John's pulled off the win in what was uh, described to me as an epic 65-63 to final. Um, it was the first loss of the year for Paul VI. Uh, but St. John's um, is uh, this year's WCAC boys basketball champion. Uh, I went to the semifinal games the night before. They were incredible. Uh, Paul VI beat DeMatha 72-70, to and then it was St. John's over Gonzaga by a point in the second semifinal. I mean, two incredible games. Um, but Pat Behan joined me on Thursday. We, re- we recorded an interview, uh, and the reason for having Pat on um, is uh, much less about him being a champion um, and more about you know how he's become a champion in 2023. He was diagnosed a year ago, roughly, with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. So as he's been coaching his team uh, over the last year into a title last week, he's been battling um, a disease without a cure. So I had him uh, on Thursday. You're going to hear my conversation with him coming up uh, next. Um, and we will get to that right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Joining me right now on the podcast is Pat Behan, the head coach at St. John's. Uh, First of all, congratulations 
Uh, that was an incredible uh, weekend for you last weekend. I was there uh, for the Gonzaga game. I was not there on Monday night, but everybody that discussed it with me said it was uh, an unbelievable game. Uh, what was it like to you know go through the journey you've been through, but um, basketball-wise, win a title here with St. John's, uh, beating a team that had not lost, Coach, uh, all year long? Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. And the game was incredibly exciting for uh, everybody there. And, uh, you know, even being on the sidelines, just taking it in was, um, was was quite the scene. And then afterwards, getting the victory, and the rush of emotions. And, you know, they're playing one shining moment. And then the, <laughs> as a kid, you know, you're, you're growing up and you, you watch that as the, the final game, championship game, the tournament ends. I went to Bucknell, never, unfortunately, didn't make the tournament. You know, not having coached at the Division One level, you know, haven't had that experience uh, either coaching or playing in it, and, and hearing that was kind of like a cool, uh, upsetting way to uh, you know kind of I mean, off the celebration of the night. You've coached in that league for a while because you were at St. John's as an assistant, and then I think you went to Ireton. You know, um, you, you grew up in the area as well. You played basketball at Bucknell, uh, played professionally overseas. But is is there anything like you know WCAC basketball from the time that the the conference schedule starts through the actual you know playoffs that end yeah. uh, that ended Monday night? I mean, there's nothing like it, is there, in terms of of competition? No, the best. Uh... Regular season is the best five dollar ticket in town, and the playoffs for ten dollars. It's the best in town. So uh, the championship between the championship and the two semifinal games, it was a combined five points uh, for the victory. So uh, yep, it's just been a, a great year. You know, today we still got a little bit to play, but uh, winning the league has always been a dream. And um, I think anybody coaching in the league that's that's where it starts. You, you know, you want to win the WKC, and we had a very strong regular season, and fortunately, we were able to cap it off. So tell me real so quickly. So tell me real quickly. I'm a diehard Maryland guy, a Maryland alum. How good's Deshaun Harris Smith going to be for the Terps? Now he'll be phenomenal. He's a he's a, he's a great player, but he's, his level of toughness and his will to win and his leadership that I think take him to a level over some other players that are also really good, but don't necessarily have that. Uh, same grit that he has, and I think that will fit in perfectly with Willard's style and the way they're trying to do things in college park now. Man, you guys had some talent, some really good players too. Daquan Davis, he's something else. He had the game winner. I love the big kid Freeman. My favorite player, though, at least in that semifinal game, I loved the kid Mac. Um, I think he's the one going to Harvard. Uh, I would assume, tell me, that he probably could have gone and played almost anywhere, right? Yeah, he, he started getting, um, you know, some, some mid to high major stuff. But Harvard and Coach Emmerker did a great job really building that relationship early on, made him a priority. And, uh, yeah, tough to, tough to pass that opportunity down. But he's a kid that went through the program all four years, was a backup point guard as a freshman. He actually tore his ACL uh, this summer uh, of going into his sophomore year. At the COVID season, so we really rehabbed, worked to get better. Came back as a junior, was a first team all league last year. He was one, him and Deshaun Harris Smith were the only two players this year uh, to make first team back to back years. So, uh, incredible leader, incredible young man, and uh, we'll definitely miss him after this year. I'm glad we still got a little, a little bit of time left with him. He's just on our job. 
Well, Harvard's getting a great player, and it's not a bad life choice either uh, for Mr. Mack. It'll work out, I'm sure, pretty well. Um, so let's get to you. Uh, for those that don't know, um, Coach uh, was diagnosed uh, roughly a year ago with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, and he has been fighting that for the last year. And you know, I want to start off by just asking you about when you were diagnosed, how you were diagnosed, and kind of take me back to that, you know, time. Uh, I guess it was roughly a year ago. So my father was actually diagnosed. Um, this was 2020. Our season just ended, and he wasn't able to make <clears throat> as many games for the end of the year. He was having a lot of shoulder pain and fatigue and walking with a cane. Uh, but was not diagnosed at that point. And then once school was let out because of COVID, I went up to visit, and I saw firsthand how, how bad he was doing, how much he was struggling, really needed assistance and help. And unfortunately, he wasn't diagnosed until he was in the hospital. And uh, he passed away in April of 2020 uh, with ALS. So, uh, you know, I saw what it did. Despite there being a history of it in my family, it was never really something that was talked about a ton um, and it just kind of hit right there and then uh, my mom was diagnosed with uh, stage 4 lung cancer just a, a few months later and, uh, and passed this past fall um, and in the midst of her battle I was diagnosed and I started feeling some weakness in uh, early March of uh, 22 and went it was during the intubate term and made the first doctor's appointment so I was a bench nerve I was afraid it was more, uh, considering the family history. You were afraid. You were afraid it was more when you when you first, you know. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I got. I went to a kind of a general doctor, and they weren't prepared or ready to say what it was. They just recommended uh, that I got some nerve testing done, and, and then that's when I found out in uh, in April, and uh, I was diagnosed with it. And it was pretty much. You know, fight or flight at that point. You know, obviously it was sad, a lot of tears. You know, it was just, it, it was very, very difficult, as anyone would imagine. Um, and just, you don't really know how to respond to something like that until it actually hits you. And you have to start making decisions and figure out how to, okay, get with the best doctors. What do I need to do? Because ultimately at that point, you know you have it. You know there's no cure. You have to figure out the best thing to do to, increase your chances of survival and life. And it's, you know, not something that I think anyone can be prepared for. I read something <laughs> coach where 10 people in your family, aunts, uncles, um, obviously you mentioned your father, your grandmother, um, have all had and passed away from ALS. Is that what it is? The number it's 10. Yeah. Yeah. Had, had, my dad, his mom passed when he was younger, and his side of the family, for part reason, all because of the ALS, just a very small, uh, you know, family where I didn't have, you know, internal relations with, with his side of the family because of, of that. And I think he was, he had a tough upbringing, grew up in Syracuse, and, you know, mom passed when he was young, you know, father kind of abandoned him at an early age, it was just him and his brothers and sisters, and you know, he's got siblings that now that, that, that uh, passed because of ALS. So he's, he 
been through a lot, and I think it, you know he was just proud to have a family. Myself, my sister, who's not living in California right now, and you know married to my mom for many, many years, and I, he was just proud of, of having you know a great life with his family, and that's what he wanted. And he didn't really bring upon the past, and and that's what they talk about those things. And I know now there's ways to find out. Maybe you have the traits to potentially have ALS, but you know I think he, he just wanted to live his life the best he could and he lived a great life and unfortunately you know was started with this and you know passed quickly after but um, yeah definitely is ran to the family and you know it's just a vicious thing you're such a young man um, you're 34 or 35 years old correct yeah 35 turned 35 in October um, you've got you know players that are basically half your age uh what was it like do you remember when you told them and what their reaction was yeah uh, we did a zoom so i coached in june uh they didn't know i I hadn't really progressed that much at the time but as i started feeling some more progression and knew you know potentially what was coming uh, in the school year, I didn't want to uh, leave them in the dark. And I also knew that with this disease comes a ton of financial burden. And without making it public, it would be very hard to, you know, raise awareness, raise money to, to help battle this. So I had to Zoom with the team, players, coaches, parents, and I was emotional. I don't know, you know, how much they knew when I said it. I'm sure that they did a lot, did a lot of googling. I'm sure even with the parents, some maybe knew a little bit more, but it's not the most commonly talked about disease. Uh, so, you know, that was a hard moment. But I felt a sense of relief once I did it. So I, I didn't feel like I was holding on to something. And and how have they been with you over the last now since June through a, an, an entire season? They've been great. I mean, I made it clear day one when we have our meeting every year, first day of school, and talk about expectations. You know how, how we're going to do things with the program. I made it clear that you know I was coaching and I didn't want anyone to feel a certain way, and that we wanted to do everything the way it's supposed to be done. So, um, everybody just came to work every day, just like coaches did. Players worked hard, played hard. And, but they're, they're aware, you know, I might need help picking something up. Or if I had to sit as the year went on in practice a few times, you know, they wouldn't think twice about it. Where in the past, I'd never sat in a practice, you know, always standing, moving, yelling, right. talking. So, I think they just kind of uh, adapted to some of those small changes. And I think the proof was in the pudding in terms of just how hard they played. And, how connected they were to where, you know, I think that to an extent, as much as an extent as you can get it, they they, they did. Um, I I read the Adam Kilgore story in the Washington Post about you from uh, over the summer, and um, you were friends with, or you're friends with Pete Thamel, who is an ESPN college reporter. I think I've had Pete on the show before, actually. Um, And... Mm -hmm. uh, he introduced you to a woman by the name of Nancy. I don't know if it's Freights or Freighties, however it's pronounced at Boston. Freighties um, at Boston College. Oh. Um, tell everybody who she is and what she told you. Yeah, so 
when I was diagnosed, Pete Allen was one of the first people who knew, and uh, he got me in touch with Brady's family, and I had a uh, Zoom call with, with Nancy, and she was very, very uh, kind, but also you could just feel the, the, the pit bull in her to want to help people with this diagnosis, to want to find a cure for this, and... Her son, Pete Frades, uh, was diagnosed with ALS, went to Boston College, played baseball, and they started the Ice Bucket Challenge to raise awareness, and it, it really took off so on social media. It went viral. They raised millions and millions of dollars, and she is uh, you know, a warrior in the ALS community, and uh, Pete unfortunately passed, but uh, they've continued their march on to try to help everybody involved. She just told me to, you can let the disease beat you, or you can fight back, and that kind of led to, you know, our um, charity, or our, our, the fundraising stuff that we've done, Punch Back for Pat, being strong, being, being the name of it. So, uh, just, just very generous with her time, and uh, and caring with her words, and told you know, expressed that she thinks I should coach. I guess that's what I love to do. I should coach. And I, um, you know, just to open up your heart, open up your arms for, for the love that will be there. And, you know, I think that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, well, that was the quote I read. Um, open up your heart and open up your arms <laughs> for all the love that is going to come to you. Um I would imagine you've had a lot of that and probably have heard from a lot of people that you didn't expect to hear from. I, a lot of people have certainly reached out from the beginning on text messages, you know, phone calls, just uh, a, lot, a lot of support that makes it, it's humbling. I think that you, you, as a coach, as a competitor, you go up against a lot of these schools and teams and, you know, you think you all hate each other, but then when it comes down to it, you know, the, the, the genuine side of, of the human, <clears throat> human nature comes out. So, you know, playing other teams and schools wearing the shirts and expressing messages and, um, you know, just people reaching out all, all through the years. It is definitely humbling, um, at times overwhelming, but certainly humbling. So take us through a day uh, with you, uh, because I imagine it's not easy. Maybe go back to the championship game on Monday. You had played the night semifinal game against Gonzaga on Sunday night, uh, and then you've got a championship game on Monday night that you're coaching, but I'm sure there's a lot of other things that you've got uh, on the docket as well. Take us through that day on Monday. So I have physical therapy three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Generally sleep in until about that time, and uh, so it was around noon when I got up and physical therapy, have a smoothie, you know, take some medicine, about 10 pills to start the day, and then, you know, try to rev up the engine and uh, went over to the school with, um, you know, with the guys, and then we went to the scout film. They got on the bus, I drove separate, and uh, got a ride over, and you know, the ball was tipped shortly after. So because... I need to rest. I, I generally try to kind of sleep through the morning, and I'm not. I'm certainly not teaching at the school this year. So once I wake up, the wheels kind of start getting in motion, and I, I tend to have more energy at night. So it was a good thing it was an eight o'clock tip. Um, the 
What do you go through during the game? I mean, I was there Sunday night, and and I was watching the game primarily, not focused on you, no offense. Um, But, you know, I noticed a couple of times you would have to lean up against the scorer's table, um, but that was really all I noticed. What's the physical challenge of getting through a a game? Energy, um, because I've had a deterioration in in muscle strength and a, a lot of my body parts, I get tired quicker or don't have that same uh, energy as I used to. So uh, walking from the bench to the locker room to the hallway is going to take me probably about twice as long. There's really no speed walking anymore. Um, <clears throat> my voice has still been solid, but it's just an energy thing. I drink a ton of water. I always have. And, and You know, having the bottle there, I can't lift it because I'm not able to elevate my arm. So usually... You know, one of our coaches, Coach O'Connor, he's sitting right next, you know, right hand man sitting next to me. I'll say water, he'll he'll turn, he'll he'll hold it up so I can just drink it without having to grab it or struggle. Things like that. Um, you know. I think that's the thing is people watch and they don't they, you know, they see me coaching and that's fine. And you're all in on that, but um outside of that there's just a ton of, you know, physical difficulties that make the day to day stuff, uh, you know. When the game starts, other than what you just described, mentally, are you just into the competition and what your job is? 100%, yep. And I wouldn't have coached this year if I felt otherwise or if that changed. Um, yeah, once once we're in the arena or, you know, today we got practice, it's really it's nothing about me or nothing about, you know, how I'm feeling because I'm capable to coach, so. So, Pat, where are we with ALS in 2023? Uh, specifically, you know, drugs and prognosis. Um, do you have access to medications that maybe your father uh, didn't have or maybe somebody your age that was fighting it three, four years ago uh, didn't have? Where, where are we today um, with ALS? So there's still no cure, but yes, there has been advancement um, in terms of what has been FDA approved and more money has gone into the research. So there's definitely been advancement in terms of the drugs and the one that I'm on is specific to the gene that I have. So within ALS, there's a bunch of different genes and certain tests and treatments try to target that gene. So, for example, what I'm on is called the person. I go to Boston once a month or at the beginning I was going three times a month. But that is only recommended or used essentially for people who have SOD1, which is the gene that I have. Um, so, yes, there's been advancements, but still a long way to go. And the goal is to have these current drugs and medicines that I'm on to really prolong things and to stabilize things as much as possible in hopes that something better comes along in the meantime. Does being younger does does being younger put you at an advantage versus your father obviously was diagnosed and then passed very quickly. Um, does age mean a lot in, in fighting ALS? Uh, it may mean some things in terms of like where you are physically what your baseline of strength is to begin with. Um, 
But no, it does not really make a difference. All right, tell everybody, um, I, I, I certainly read about and, and saw uh, the other night the party at Pat's on March 18th, um, which yeah. is a big event, which, by the way, includes uh, Matt Kirchin, Tim Kirchin's uh, uh, brother, who is also battling um, ALS as well. What can people do to participate <laughs> and, and help out in this cause? Yeah, so the, I said the first thing to do would be to visit beingstrong.com. Right there is going to kind of outline uh, probably everything we talked about today and then some, and then ways to donate uh, as well as buy merchandise and also tickets for the party. And it should be a night of celebration, camaraderie. I know there's a, a ton of uh, tables already reserved and accounted for, so I'm expecting it to be a, a big crowd, a fun crowd, and even though it's a big tournament, so we'll make sure we have a big screen or two wheeled in there. So <laughs> one and, uh, that, that, that was smart that right there. Fun night. <laughs> dude, I, I, dude, I wouldn't have gone if... Uh, if, 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 if <laughs> yeah, because it'll be the first weekend of the NCAA, NCAA tournament, so it'll be that Saturday of the round of 32, and so trust right. me, um, Pat understands they're going to be they're going to be screens in the room. Uh, you'll be able to participate, have fun, have a few cocktails, watch some games, and hang out with some fun people for a great cause. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's going to be a lot of basketball people there, so I want to make sure everyone's happy. Who are you? Who's your team? Well, growing up, my dad was from Syracuse. Um, I love sports writing. I love talking about sports. So. Syracuse was kind of my school growing up in terms of basketball, you know, thinking I was majoring in broadcast journalism. Ended up majoring in English and creative writing at Bucknell, but went the coaching route. Um, right now, I mean, I'm kind of biased to a few schools just because of, you know, my relationship with them. And actually, they played last night at Ohio State. Uh, Coach Chris Holtman and assistant Mike Netty and those guys really uh, just treated me well. I went to Columbus a couple times in the fall. Oh, nice. Made a great contact with them. He, he mentioned uh, so you last day. night. Did you hear that? He mentioned you yeah. after the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were texting afterwards, too. And um, actually, before the NCAA tournament, excuse me, before the WCC tournament, uh, I talked to, to those guys, uh, Coach Nettie, and, you know, we had, this was before we, we played our first game against. Uh, against the council, and uh, he just talked about winning a tournament like that, three games, three days against good teams, is you know the tougher team, the the one who wants it more, and obviously you know everybody you play is going to be tough and want it, but like if you could try to keep sending that message to your guys, of you know hey, just just, just want it more, the tougher team, because you know we we play each other, everybody knows you know personnel and plays and all that stuff, right. So I thought we did a good job of that. So it was kind of cool to take that message and, and use it in our relationship that it's been, especially this year. Uh, so Ohio State in Maryland, I coached for Mary Young when, uh, when I was at, at Riken and unfortunately rules in the league say that he couldn't come with me to St. John's. So we ended up at DeMatha, and I know now everybody kind of looks at it as DeMatha to uh, uh, Maryland, but, you know, me and him know the, the real deal is this the fact of where it all started. So um, I, I love watching Jameer play. And uh, Coach Willard is actually doing a coaching clinic 
in the spring where, where all proceeds go to being strong. So, you know, those guys, Coach Willard, David Cox. And, and so those two right now certainly rooting for for a reason bigger than basketball. Had no idea that you coached Jameer Young at Riken. Um, what a year he's had uh, for Kevin Willard in College Park. Uh, look, uh, prayers your way um, from everybody, I'm sure, that's listening. Can't wait to see you next year uh, on the sidelines defending that WCAC title uh, for St. John's. Um, we wish you the best. Take care of yourself. Thanks so much for doing this, Coach. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. BeHandStrong.com for all the ways that you can donate and help uh, punch back for Pat in his fight against ALS, uh, including that party on March 18th, which Tim Kirchin uh, will be hosting as well at St. John's um, from 6 to 10 p.m. You can find out more about that event at BeHandStrong.com as well. And also, you can follow uh, Coach Behan on Twitter, uh, at Coach Behan, B-E-H-A-N-S-J-C, uh, and you'll find some great pictures, uh, him with his team following the championship win over PVI uh, last week. All right, uh, that's it for the day. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with Tommy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.